like Golden Monkey, man. That's my go-to beer. I, I have I haven't seen it on the shelves for a couple of weeks. MF Doom, man, hands down. You know, you either hate him or you love him. He's the fucking villain. I like Mexican food, man. And there's no Mexican food around. Gotta get some Chinese. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. I am your host, Old Head Ed, and we are back for another episode. And when I say we, it's because this, this podcast wouldn't really exist unless I had some people to speak to, uh, people who were so willing to sit down and, and discuss um, some of the essential things in life. And uh, when I say essential, I mean, you know, beverages, music, and food. In, in this case, we talk beer. Um, typically good beer goes along with good music and good music goes along with good food. You find yourself in a situation you might find all three at once. Um, that's a good time. But without a further ado, the gentleman I'm speaking to today is uh, an NPC maestro. He's a member of Hip Hop Prodigies, which is an internal international collective of MCs, producers, B-boys, B-girls, DJs, graffiti artists, all the elements involved in one. Um, he's also uh, He's also... How would I put this? Okay, he's also part of the one-two punch that is known as the ESF, along with the Lord APOC. A lot of times you'll hear Lord APOC spitting over some of these fire tracks. The man responsible for most of these tracks is none other than my guest this week, Lord Gamma. Sir, how we doing today? Doing good, man. Just chilling, man. You know, busy day. Finally over. Yes, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So now we, we get the, we get a moment to finally um I know we discussed this earlier. We've been trying to get this thing in motion for a minute now. Um un- yeah, man. Yeah, unforeseen circumstances put us in a situation, but we still, you know, we found a way to make this happen. So I'm glad you're making the time, bro. You gotta make you gotta make time, you know. Get get your words out, you know. Wouldn't happen any other way. Got a question. Okay. Which beer should I should I crack open first? Oh, okay, okay. All right. So we, we're gonna get to that. Um the order I have it at. The order I have it, right. we're gonna go with that mango first, the mala yerba, the G13, and the wake and bake. But before we get to that, I gotta I gotta find out a little more about who Lord Gamma is. Definitely, definitely. I right. you know, I just just had to get that out the way. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, the important stuff is making sure you get the right order of things because, you know, not drinking the beers in the right order could derail this whole thing and then we wouldn't have much of a show. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Word. It's like you got you to strike up the right combination. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it worked in the past, so I'm, I'm going to stick with it. All right, all right. So, so the folk the folklore is is that um you you all right you produce um the folklore. Now you correct me if this is how the way it was or if it wasn't the way it was. You were approached by by your, your brother Lord Apoc, and uh, he said, "Hey, figure out how to use this piece of equipment." 
and, and you pretty much took to the NPC like a fish to water. Is that how that went down? Well, you could say it roughly went down like that. Okay. You know, after you know, I was always doing my own thing, you know, buying the shittiest equipment and doing the best I can with it, you know. So, you know, one day, you know, he went and got an NPC, you know, hooked me up. And, you know, I didn't hesitate, you know, didn't waste no time, you know. That's like, say you got, you know, a pair of XJ900s, and then all of a sudden you get some fucking Jordans. <laughs> Bam. Time to go ball on these motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, that, that is probably, I'm going to say that that's probably the dopest analogy I've ever heard on this episode, on, on, on this podcast. Well, this is, or at least- This is officially my first podcast, man, like. You know, back in the back in the days, I had tons of interviews from college radio stations. But you know, I trying to break out of the, you know, the quarantine state. You know, and you know, just trying to do good in this world, man. Like everyone else. Yeah, that's appreciated you know? for real. That's appreciated, man. Right? And I do that, you know, being a father first. You know, and you know, trying to get my music across. You know. It, you know, it's it's not meant for everyone, but, you know, those those who hear it, they know what the fuck is up, man. You know, I appreciate this opportunity, man. You know, you don't get many opportunities like this. So, you know, we've been we've been talking for the past few weeks and now it's, you know, finally official. For real, for real, man. Everything in its time, you know, and it happened this way for a reason. So that's it. Yeah, we just ride that wave. You know what I'm saying? Uh, keep that vibe going for sure, for sure. So, like I was saying, um, if not the best analogy, probably top five. You know, and nobody's ever mentioned mentioned XJ nine hundreds before. For my people who don't know what XJ nine hundreds are, you might be able to Google them. <laughs> you might be able to Google that and see what that is. But uh, back in the days, those were the uh, those were the sneakers that you you know that for those of us, most of us who were coming up on the, you know, where our parents couldn't give us everything we wanted, you got the next best thing or maybe the next worst thing, but <laughs> XJ900, yep. Pro Wings, you know? So. Yep. Right there in the same aisle. Yeah. Kmart, Payless. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, so if you... Anyone's... Go ahead. If anyone, stepped, if anyone stepped on them, no fights would break out. Yeah, yeah, no harm, no foul. It's like, yeah, I guess that, you know, yeah, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, sir. Duh. So, so you started off, you started off making beats on. What was the first thing you made beats on before before you got to the uh, the, the level of an MPC? I used the SP two hundred two and the Doctor Boss two hundred two, and I would sync them together. You know, the drum machine on the on the on the boss 202 you know I, I programmed the drums and on the sp202 you know i could program drums as well but you know you find many options and you find out what works best for you so those those two specific pieces of equipment man i made literally like our first album and this is like from like 1999 to like i'd say about 2001 that's when i started getting, you know, better pieces of equipment, you know, learning learning how to operate them, you know, correctly to my own fit. And every, every, everyone has their own way of making them, you know. Mm. It's um, basically math, <laughs> you know, sequences, bars, 
You got to take all that into consideration. You know, I can get pretty technical, but I'm not going to get too technical. I'm just going to leave it on a brief note. Okay. You know? All right. True, so. true, true. Well, I mean, those who know, they know. Um, and for those who don't, I mean, this, this would be like an introductory course. So, yeah, I understand where we don't want to go too heavy because then they might get lost in the sauce a bit. Yeah, but it, I agree. I agree. Yeah. What was um production-wise before you started programming drums, who were one of some of your earlier influences? Oh, man. I, I would say, you know, RZA, mm-hmm. Premier, you know, pro- production-wise, Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. Um, the list goes on. The list goes on and on, man. I, You know, Dr. Dre, too, man. Yeah. You know? If you didn't rock with the chronic man, then I don't know what kind of hip hop you were listening to back then, but <laughs> that was the you know paved the way for a lot of you know people to express themselves, and especially during those times, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm speaking that now, you know, we got riots going on in Minnesota, mm. you know, fucking hell's breaking loose, man. Yeah, and hell, and hell was breaking loose back then, and you know, I mean, it, it it's all a process, you know. I, I try to remember every timeline possible. You, you know, you never know when it may come in handy. Uh, I mean, th- that's the one thing that I, you know, when it comes to hip hop, that's the one thing at the core where I, I have the most appreciation for is that the fact that this came, you know, this art form evolved from an era, from a time and place where there wasn't anything, where, where pre- pretty much people could, strong, could, could honestly say they probably felt like they were living in, in a hell, you know what I'm saying? Or in, in the conditions that weren't, the, the most ideal and yet they made something of it. And like you said, back, you know, even late nineties, early two thousands, there was conditions that, you know, that propel people to be, be creative, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and find these out and use these outlets or these avenues to do some good, like you mentioned earlier. Now, you know, like while everyone was going out, partying, getting drunk, getting high, I'm up making beats, you know, owning my craft and shit, Mm. you know, and along that path, you know, I met a lot of, lot of, lot of good people, man, that put me in the right direction, taught me a lot of things, you know, that I still use to this day. And, you know, this light, it's never going to stop burning, man. Mm. You know, I can tell my kids, I I don't see myself not making beats, (laughs) you know, ever. I'm going to keep on, you know, going, going, to the wheels fall off, man. Got you. you know, that's how that's how passionate I'm about making beats. So, you know, I can't do it all the time. You know, I got to balance out, you know, family, work, situations that, are, you know, that come up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed where the everyday life affects the sound? Yeah, it does. You know, like if I'm, you know, sometimes if I'm having a shitty day, mm. I'll just, you know, probably just sit back and collect samples for the day, you know, won't make no beats or nothing. Just sit back collecting samples, you know, ammunition. That's what I call it. And take it along to the next next day, you know. Just sometimes sometimes you need to sit back and reflect, you know, on what you can do to make that situation better. Whether it's, you know, making a better sound, you know, being a better person. You know, when you put positivity on your route, it's just going to, you know, spark good stuff all around. Honestly, you know, some people, you know, they don't know what they want to do in life. Um, 
you know, pretty at at ease with the way things are going. You know, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be Puff Daddy or a little fucking Wayne to make money, you know, in this rap shit, you know, so. Those are positive words. I mean, I don't know how many young cats I have listening to this uh, to this podcast, but um, I think that's something that gets missed with the youth coming up and not having the right guidance or someone to tell them like, yo, you know, it ain't all what it seems, you know, and in order for you to be successful, it doesn't mean that you have to reach the level of what everybody else views as success. It's where you find yourself, where you're the most comfortable, you are able to produce, and then that in turn, you know, and, and, and do good, and that in turn comes back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you don't have to, you don't have to reach a level of Puff Daddy or, or, or Little Wayne. That doesn't necessarily mean success. If you do, that's great, but that's not, that's not like the ultimate. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of kids, a lot of kids. I've shown myself, I've shown myself, you know, I can create a good fan base. You know, you know, just through hard work ethics, you know, mm. getting your shit out, you know, and, you know, it's a real, real good feeling. You know, you got people in South Africa hitting you up talking about, yo, <clears throat> I love your music, man. This is real fucking hip hop, you know, and the next thing you know, you got someone in Germany hitting you up, you know, and someone from France telling you how their music help them out through their darkest days, you know? And all we're doing is just, you know, giving our voice, you know, our soul into this music for everyone to buy. Yeah. You know that drum machine I was telling you about the SPP2? Yeah. Now all the hipsters at Starbucks making beats on the 202, man, lo-fi, you know, like, get the hell out of here with that shit, young man. <laughs> go get a real, go get a real drum machine. Get an MPC, get a man's drum machine. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Hey, listen. I mean, it's it's hard to say because a lot of times you're like wondering, are they doing that just to pay homage, or like you said, is it on some old hipster shit? Like, be like, yeah, nobody else is doing it, but surprise to them, it's been yeah, done. That's that's just my opinion, yeah. you know. Um, it's funny. Like a, a year or two ago, I was in a lot of hip hop hip hop groups on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's like everyone is just trying to outdo each other and diss the shit out of each other, you know. And you know, I, I never fed into any of that bullshit. You know, I just stuck stuck in my own lane. That's all you can do, you know. That's all you can do. Just try to stray away from the bullshit. You know? True. It's 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 funny. Like you know, I started making music right when music started changing. You know, it's formats, you know, the way of recording, you know. Mm. When me and my brother first started making music, we used to use DAT machines, reels. Now the, the, I think there were eight-inch reels. If you fuck up on those, it's not like you just can go back and record. You know, you got to cut the tape yep. out, get another piece of tape, insert it in, time it back, and, you know, just got to make precise cuts with a razor. <laughs> you know, that's that's how far back, you know, shit was and then like maybe like two three years later bomb you got computers yeah. you know like pro tools you know everything's hardware software combos now even with the drum machines too everything's integrated like that now and as the os is update like i just had an issue with one of my drum machines mm. you know it, 
I got a new OS update, and now it's not working. So I'm like, fuck this. I just went back to the best version that worked the best, and I'm just leaving it at that, you know. It's a trip, man, you know. I wanted to write a Kai professional a long letter, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my time, you know. Can't be a disgruntled fuck over stupid shit, you know. It's not going to solve anything. Yeah. I'm in the Broward area. Okay. I've been in Broward since 2005. Moved from Miami. And before I moved to Broward, you know, I'd go to my, I'd, I'd go with APAC to all of his rap battles, you know, studios, whatever. And, you know, we've always been involved in the same circle, you know, you got H2O. Yes. Soon, rest in peace to Solo Man. Yeah. You know, um, pretty much the whole Kendall crew. You know, and then some. Um, I remember one time I, I went with him to a hip-hop battle, you know, a rap battle, freestyle battle, and he ended up squaring off with Recognize. You know, they went over they went overtime, and Recognize ended up winning, yeah. you know. You know, this, this happened probably, like, maybe one or two other times, but, you know, it was funny. Like, you know, we before we get there, you know, we pound mad beers and shit. And he'll go. He'd go to the bathroom. It reminded me of Eight Mile. <laughs> went in the bathroom and fucking barfed, and you know, just went out and ripped shit. Yeah. You know. You know. So so many names. You know. So so many local names that you know that I know, man. It's like a, it's a small world, man. And it's a good thing, you know, because we all nearly started around the same time. You know, started getting our shit heard on college radio stations at the same time. You know, and um, just recently, man, I've been. I've been trying to collaborate with H2O and for for a good while, and now it's finally happening. Probably this year, you know, I mainly just focus on beats, but just this year, you know, I fired up my mic again and you know, writing down sixteens, you know, completing whole songs. Okay. Uh, I got I got Apoc. He's he's mixing down an album for me, which is going to be the Dark Oppression okay. too. And while he's mixing that down, I'm working on another one, which is going to have a shitload of features, you know, MCs, you know, in 305 area, Broward area, and all across the world. Nice. You know, so I'm trying to stay, try, I'm trying to stay busy, man. Um, my brother, he's got tons of shit coming out. Um, we actually merged ESF Records, so it's now ESF Audio Crack okay. Records, you know. We've been doing a shit shitload of projects together, you know. You know, like, you know, why not? The more good people in your circle, the more good work can get done. You're able to cover more area, for sure. In between the music, you know, like, I'll have certain days where I'll just do the music. And on the opposite days, you know, once I'm done dealing, you know, with the family, the, you know, my, my place, my two crazy-ass <laughs> pit bulls. <laughs> I'll sit my ass down, you know, smoke a joint and do art, yeah. you know, paintings, sketches, even digital art. Okay. I dabble with, you know, I'm trying, you know, pretty much every aspect of art. So, um, just about a year ago, I started doing sculptures, you know. Nice. My brother, my brother's always, they're always, you know, ripping me on it. They're like, those shits look like um, robot chicken. <laughs> <characters>. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. It is what it is. You know, everyone has their own vision. You know, I take criticism well, you know, and it's just going to, you know, fill my fire perfected. Yeah. You know? how, how long ago did you start doing the sculptures? Bro, you got, ago. and it's, yeah, I mean, you got to, I've seen some of these on your IG page and there's like the attention to detail that goes into them. 
and what you're trying to accomplish with the, you know with the amount of room you have on you know what I'm saying on a on a figure that yo know, that I don't know, man. Robot Chicken, I, th- I think that's a level above because, I mean, for only doing it a year and this is just the beginning for you, that's, uh, this shit looks tight, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, it's like, it's like drawing and painting mm. but with clay. Yeah. You know? And I'm still trying different mediums too. Like, you know, the first, the first two I ever made, they were so horrible and disfigured. I looked at him one day, put him on the ground, and me and my son just stomped on him like Bruce Lee <laughs> on someone's chest. And then we, and then we swept them up, put them in the garbage. Never, they will never be seen yeah. ever again. But they, but they served a purpose. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, you know, it was a learning curve. It was a learning curve. You know, I had to, I had to destroy my disfigured <laughs> children and throw them away. <laughs> but you know, it's. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. You know, if you're the type of artist that tries to stay up, you know, after working a nine to five and you wake up on the table and like, holy shit, I messed up a piece of the sculpture. Now I got to start from scratch mm. on that piece again. You know, there's there's things to do and things not to do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've done just about, you know, every portion, every step of the way, you know, what not to do. Yeah. So, you know, if I start getting tired. I tell myself it's time to go to sleep. You know, don't fall asleep on the table. Get your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> not you, you said it, you, you def, it's definitely not easy. And I think just the fact, I, mean, I think a lot of people could take what they could take from that example is that we're all gonna come across things that aren't easy to do. Um, and the hardest part is just telling yourself, you know, telling yourself, yo, I'm going to do this, like, regardless if you have any background on it, any experience, but for you to say, this is something that interests me, and I've never done it before, but I'm going to push forward and try it, that, like, that right there, right there is, a, is an accomplishment, it's a goal, you know what I'm saying, that's, if you got, if you got past that part, even the hard, the next hardest thing is not going to be as bad, because you, you're, you're going in the right direction, you know what I mean? Right. You gotta find some mm. type of direction. Yeah, you know. Yeah, even if you gotta walk backwards to do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, kind of like uh, what's that movie? Um, Ready Player One, where the where the uh, spoiler alert for anybody who ain't seen it, but the guy's trying to uh, solve one of these riddles, one of these puzzles, and um, people have been trying forever, and then he decides he comes up with the idea that instead of going forward, go backwards, and he ends up solving the puzzle. Right. Oh, that was a dope. That was a dope movie, man. I don't think a lot of people caught on. To yeah, that one. I, I think you yeah, know? I think they 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 passed up on that one. But it's it's very um, it's very it's a strong indicator of what where we are now and where we could end up. You know what I'm saying? If we fall too deep into these the, these distractions, right. you know what I'm saying? Corporations trying to seize gems mm-hmm. from video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, art imitates life, but now it's like life imitating. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like the way um, my kids, you know, they're into music and art. My son's eight years old, man. He has his YouTube channel. He makes his own little stick fighting animations. And he sings sings songs to them. You know, adds the songs to his animation, uploads them. He does his thing. You know, I I wasn't even aware that he's doing this. One day he approached me and he's like, yeah. Yeah, Dad. So you know, I know how to do animation. Want to see something? <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, let's see. 
he shows me a whole fighting scene. You know, it was it was it was insane. You know, it, it blew me away. I was wow. like, that's my boy. You know, and um, I bought him a keyboard recently. So he could play back whatever he hears. You know, he composes his own his own melodies. You know, and um, he also has autism. You know, he's um does things very very okay. You know, and you know with with him in my life, it's taught me mm. a lot of patience, a lot. You know, he teaches a lot. And my my daughter, same same thing. She's in art and music as well. She's she's in the she's in band. Um, she plays the baritone, ukulele, and a few more other instruments. You know, and recently she just started. She she started her own YouTube channel, and she does time lapse videos of of her artwork, you know, from beginning to finish, you know, and, you know, I'm supporting them to the fullest, man. You know, I don't have to force them to do anything they don't want to do. You know, it's like already set in stone, you know, that's the direction these kids are taking. And I'm like, I'm stoked. I'm like, wow. So I won't be surprised soon, you know, if I have to, you know, scramble some parts together in yeah. the studio form, which I got no problem doing. Like sometimes I'll, you know, I'll start a beat, my son will come up to me, he'll start freestyling. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, he's a trip, man. If if you scroll on my IG page, I got I got footage nice. of him going at it, man. He's a trip, man. He's got he's got a lot of heart. Yeah. Lot of heart, yeah. Man. yeah, man, kids kids are absorbent, man. They're uh especially especially at the earliest, you know, the earlier ages when, you know, as far as brain space, there's a lot that's not being used and they want to fill it. And a lot of times yeah. uh, you know, us as parents we don't realize we're we're televising ourselves to them and they're they're observing or absorbing a lot more than we think and it's the, the, it's a, like you said earlier it's a good feeling when they could come to a conclusion that they realize they like to do something or they could utilize you know whether it's technology or you know uh like th their music ability they could utilize that to turn that into something else and when they do that without any guidance and then they, like you like you said your son sprung that on you and and you know and put you onto what he had put together it, it's a hell of a feeling bro i, I understand totally it's not it's not just through the art of music too like he's a real big buff on stuff from wow. the 80s and the 90s Wow. You know, and he'll he'll pull me to the side, you know, and he'll start schooling me on Transformers Generation One, He Man, Thundercats. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, this kid. It's like looking at myself <laughs> and all the shit, man. That's dope. Oh boy, we're talking about an eight year old boy who had a, he had um one. What year was this? Fourth birthday. I got him a okay. Captain America shield and. I don't know how, man, but he can toss that thing better than <laughs> Captain America can. When when he has that shield on, the dog does not come from underneath the table. Little Dennis the Menace with a Captain America yeah. shield. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Love, yeah, that's that's love. the one thing is as much as uh as much work as it is to raise children, and then the, the you know the hard times and the sacrifices. The most impressive thing to me, and in my opinion, is. When they catch you off guard with things that you you didn't realize they were capable of, like you know, like you said, it's I didn't know that he could do that and he did it. That that right there, it makes up for all of you know all the times they drive you nuts or you know or you have to you know get on them about something or help them with decisions. But yeah, man, they, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll surprise me. Oh, what's crazy? What's crazy in certain aspects, they've mm. already surpassed me. Mm. 
you know. I've never dabbled. I've never dabbled in in animation, yeah. you know. Like when I was a kid, I used to make flip books, but like the technology they got now, you know, I'd have to yeah. sit down and educate myself, you know, which I don't have a problem doing. I just got to find the time. Yeah, to- yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> time, shit. If, if I could buy a hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> you know, turn that turn that shit into one day. Hey, who's someone that you would like to hear over your production? I would like to. Mm. I would like to hear Planet Asia. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I got a I okay. got a wish list, you know. Um, definitely Doom. Yeah. MF Doom. Yeah. I'm trying to see who else was fit on. Who else was fit on my platter, man? You know. Um, uh, yeah. Black Thought. And I, you know, if I really want to get lucky, you know. Ah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what the line stops. True. Met the man is probably handful of MCs from that era that could drop a verse, put out, you know, something now and it's and it's right on par, if not better than what, you know, where he I don't want to say where he last left off, but where he was last at the pinnacle of his career as far as music and in the whole woo phenomenon. Every time I hear every time I hear some new method man, bro, it just sounds yeah yep. better and better, you know? I mean, I guess depending on the production he chooses, you know. But um, what was that? That album they came out with in two thousand eight in two thousand eighteen, the one where they had a lot yeah. of um Redman featured on it. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a good album. The Saga Continues, I think was it was. I think so. I I really don't remember the title of that album, but fuck, that's that where, uh, good yeah, album, that's man. yeah, Saga Continues. That's so, where uh, mathematics, yeah, mathematics yeah, handled most of the production on that one. I'm glad you brought that up because. If we're talking about Method Man, I'm trying to remember the name of the song that he did off that album that I think, in my opinion, was probably, oh, it's called If Time Is Money. I think, yeah, time is for, money. you know, for 2018, I think that was probably, or 2016, 2017, in that time frame. It was released at the, it was released at the end of 2017, but that had to be one of the dopest verses right. of that year. I agree. I agree, man. It was and, like and one line, line fed into the line. other. It, I mean, it had such a, a like a, a a continuity to it, where it was like, you know, it, you could you could see every dot connected. You could see where you know point A to point B, and it's all intertwined. It is nuts. I think he did a hell of a job on that verse. Yeah, man, his rhymes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of artists that we came up listening to back then, and that and that are probably around our age. And still doing it now at such an extreme level, like at such an, a high, you know, artistic level that that shit makes me feel good, bro. Yeah, man. You know, when I hear stuff, you know, like it, it could be anything, you know, boot camp, click, you know, fucking Pete Rock, you know, they're still doing this shit, man. Fucking Alchemist, you know, late, lately I've been listening to a lot of God. Benny the Butcher, Fly God. You know, the whole Zelda camp, man. Real. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Before we get into what you're listening to, we have a whole other segment for that. And we're going to get to that point. So we're on on a a good wave here. But in order to keep things in order, we still got to get to these beers. So if you want to hit everybody real quick with your socials, the Instagrams, the SoundClouds, let them know where they can find you, your music, where they can come to witness what it is that Lord Gamma does on a daily. Well, you could you could go on Bandcamp, you know, look up Lord Gamma, and I tell you not, I have like, 
I have a shitload of instrumental albums. You know, some you know some of my my latest albums. I'm always on Instagram. You know, my handle L O R D G A M M A Z E N O Lord Gamazino on Instagram. And I'm uh, you know just about you know every other day I'm uploading you know video footage of beats. You know, um, sometimes you know things going on throughout my daily life. You know whether it's Going to the MMA gym, mm. you know, sparring, kicking some ass, which I, I haven't done in like two months, no, three yeah. months now. Yes. Do the yeah. quarantine. <laughs> I, miss, I miss it. I miss it. You know, it, it, it will reopen. Um, and on Facebook as well, I'm also on Facebook, you know, always promoting ESF, Master Builders, and with whatever you know, MCs or producers that I'm down with. I'm always, you know, sharing their stuff. If it's good, it's good. You know, you're going to see it so, on the page. No, yes, <laughs> definitely. Lord Gamma told y'all, how do you say, there's a plethora of talent down here, whether it's um, Lord Apox music, H2O, and these are the cats that we like to big up. You know, these, these are home team cats, and, and we got to push them forward. And, and you know, Lord Gamma's one of them too, man, when it comes to production. You know, right there with the likes of DJ Proof. DJ Proof, man, you know, he was my neighbor. We'd go play basketball every day after school, and every time I'd go pick him up, you know, I'd walk by his house before I go to the park, I'd hear scratching, you know, I hear cuts, and I'm like, I'm like, is that you DJing? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, holy shit. It's insane, man. Like to this to this day, you know, we've always we've always kept in touch. You know, I mentioned to him that I wanna, you know, do some work with him. And I I even offered, you know, to do an album oh, cover for the next heroes for hire. So hopefully, so ho hopefully, you know. Let's not talk about it before it happens. Okay. But, you know, I've got my fingers crossed, man. You know, nothing beats, you know, making some quality music with someone that you know and grew up with. Indeed. You know? So I'm definitely. Dope, dope. Definitely All right. Well, I know what else you're looking forward to getting these beers in. Let's wrap this segment up. This is Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. I'm old head ed. I got Gamma with me, Lord Gamma, if you will. We're going to get into the Bruce segment. Stay tuned. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Bruce segment. Um, for those of you who've been here before, you know what happens here. For those who haven't been here, maybe joining for the first time, welcome to the show. We got to know Lord Gamma in the first segment. Now we're going to get to know about Lord Gamma's beer taste, uh, how his palate works, um, what he likes, what he doesn't like. He, I'm going to have four beers for him to sample. And as we go through these beers, he's also going to share uh, share um, some of his uh, maybe his earliest beer memories, uh, maybe what he's drinking nowadays, so on and so forth. But without a further ado, um, let's get into this first beer. The first one we have here is from the Sweetwater Brewing Company. It is their 420 strain Mango Kush Wheat Ale. That's a mouthful. That's a lot. That's like a long, that's a long ass name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. You're just going to call it the Mango Kush Weed Ale. Uh, and that's wheat, not weed, even yeah. though. <laughs> it's a 420 strain. 
Yeah, let's find out. Go ahead. Take a sip of that, and I'll fill the listener in with the rest of the details. So it's an American Pale Wheat Ale. It clocks in at a 5% ABV, and it's brewed in Georgia. Georgia, That's it. It's not trained in Georgia. It's good, man. I like it. It's not Mm. not too bitter. You know, it goes down down smooth. You know, that's about all I can say about Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Like that's that's a like thumbs it. up on the first one. That's good. We we off to the right start. Um, speaking of starts, uh, do you remember the first time you had a beer? Maybe your earliest recollection of uh, tasting a beer. My earliest recollection. All right. When I was about five, six years okay. old, I was I grew up in California. You know, I'd be at the bar, you know, barbecues with my dad, and my uncles, and they'll be like, "Here, hold my beer for me while I go to the bathroom." Me and, a- me and APOC would look at each other. Let's see what it tastes like. So take a sip. He'll take a sip. Then I'll drink half. Then he'll drink half. And we'll just chuck the bottle and take off before my pops <laughs> or my uncle would come back from the bathroom. <laughs> you know? And that's as early as I can remember, man. We were, we were beer partners in crime. Yeah. Day one. Real shit, <laughs> Yeah. Real and shit. I, I wouldn't doubt it that, um, you know, I imagine, depending on how, at what point of the, of the get-together, the party this happened, I imagine that, you know, the older folks, the uncles, you know, your pops, and they would probably even forget that they gave you a beer at some point. Yeah, that's the funny, that's the funny thing. They would forget, you know, <laughs> and they'll be like, where's my beer? We, we sat it down at the table, you know, it should be there, you know, just, you know, wow. being kids, exposed to... Exposed to yeah. beer at a young <laughs> yeah. age. That is the American way. So, okay, okay. Well, speaking of the American way, let's get into the second beer. This is from the uh, Vesa Sur Brewing Company. Right. It is their Malayerba. Malayerba. There you go. All right. Nice. I got it right here. Cracking okay. it open. There you go. Uh-huh. We can't, I got that all on audio, man. It just it adds to the uh, it adds to the experience of this podcast. Cheers. Cheers. And it's a good one, sir. Cheers. So like I was saying, Vesa Brewing Company, Mala Yerba. It's an American IPA. As American as uh, drinking beer or tasting beer at an early age. <laughs> yeah. It clocks in at a 5.2 and it's brewed right here in Florida. Mm. It's not bad. I like it. It, it, it. it sort of has like that Guinness okay. taste. The aftertaste. Other than that, it goes down smooth. It smells good, you know. It it it's sort of you know, um, you know, just just the bottling of it. It reminds me of like it's like a small okay, got you, got you. <laughs> but it's not, you know. You it it's well presented, you know. And it's, true. it's pretty good, man. True, it's good. true. I like it. Um, like what what do you find yourself drinking nowadays? What's like a, a go to beer, something that you look forward to? Gotcha. Golden Monkey is my go to. There's no monkey okay. around. I go for Heineken. Definitely a staple at most uh yeah. most um, functions back in the you know what I'm saying back in the day and even up until to this day. Heineken is the go to beer at any party. Just about you know, in my day, in my day. Probably in your day too, but to this day, I still fuck with Heineken, man. A lot of good times. True. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers, brother. This third beer 
that we're going to have Lord Gamma try for us and give us his opinion on is taking us back to Sweetwater Brewing Company. This is the uh, 420 strain, but instead of the Mango Kush Wheat Ale, this is their G13 IPA. Now, I, I don't know if our listener has noticed at this point, but there's kind of like a theme. There's been a theme with the beers that we've had, uh, whether it was the Mango Kush, uh, La Mala Yerba, which is in Spanish is the bad, the bad weed, I guess, right? Or the bad grass. Bad gra- it's the bad grass. That's the translation. Um, and now we're at the 13 you know, IPA. Lord Gamma partakes. You know what I'm saying? Um, he uh, he's he's been known, like you mentioned earlier, he's been known to spark, get you know, get the creative juices flowing and produce beats. So I figured, you know what? Let's hit him with four beers that have that kind of connection. Good element. There you go. And I know you mentioned Heineken. Um, Heineken was probably something you know back in the days. Plus, I know um, Apoc mentioned it. It was like 40s and blunts, 40s and blunts. So yeah, <laughs> so 40s and blunts, man. Yeah. So is that, I mean, I know as we get older, the body handles things differently, despite all the things we do to try to take care of ourselves, whether it's, you know, MMA, um, whether it's eating right, whether it's just, you know, some cardio, some walking, running, what have you. Um, but I imagine nowadays it's a little tougher to, to pull off that, you know, the forties and blunts thing. Well, I could say in my day, <laughs> I smoked a hell of a lot of weed. Okay. As I've gotten older, taking in a lot of responsibility. Yes. And, you know, when I do smoke, I don't just sit there and smoke my brains retarded, bro. Mm. Honestly, I'll, I'll roll a blunt, and that shit will last me like three days tops or so. Okay. You know, I, I'll take a hit here and there, you know, for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely. Know, you know, but, you know, some days I'll go all out. You know, um, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Just do do things in moderation. You know, um, about a year ago, I, I weighed about two hundred and fifty five pounds. Right now, I'm at one ninety five. Yeah, and I've just, you know, I've been working out, jogging every other day, eating right. You know, and just staying in a positive mindset. You know, I've cut down on the beers cut down on all the sweet shit, you know, and, you know, I feel, I feel a lot better, you know, since I lost all that excess amount of weight, you know, no back pains, no pain in my ankles, you know, um, you got to do what makes your body feel comfortable at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, you see little signs here and there, you know, take heed to it, you know, tend to it as soon as possible, don't let shit linger. Yes. You know, so no, indeed, indeed, yeah, you definitely um, you, I mean, sometimes it's it, it's hard to grasp the concept of growing older, despite that you know we might feel still at heart that we're young. Um, and it's like anything else when you, if you don't utilize, if you don't move certain parts, if you don't exercise, then it it you know it could have it's gonna have a major hindrance later later down the line. So you want to be able to introduce your body to definitely some type of activity or continuous activity so that it doesn't create a, you know, a situation later on the line where it's just a lot harder to, you know, accomplish some of these things, things that you would normally do or, you know, avoid pains, avoid, uh, 
right. you know, just problems in general. So, you know, get to get the heart going, make, make that blood flow. Um, since I've lost, you know, the 50 pounds, it, it took me a while to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, like strength wise, you know, like I would say that's about probably this past five, six months, you know, every, every time I go to the MMA gym, I go straight to the big dudes and I fucking, you know, put them through the ring, you know? Okay. That's, that's my test of strength. You know, like there's some dudes in there that are like six foot three, 350 pounds. And I managed to get in there and fucking control them, Mm. you know, (laughs) I'm just glad I can, you know, get in there and handle my business, you know? Yeah. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, sometimes, sometimes they'll get me. I'll learn from my mistakes and come back. You know, I just, you know, I, I just do this as a personal, as a personal gain. You know? Got you. Um, when I when I was younger, I used to box amateur. You know, and I've I've always loved combat sports. You know, I mean, it. You got to do things that make you. How how can I say? You're gonna. You're gonna figure out who you are mm. in these situations and in these places. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the bottom line is just. Don't give up. Don't give up in general, you know? Like, if you want to, you know, dedicate your life to drinking fucking beers, fucking do it. I am not here to tell anyone <laughs> anything else or otherwise, you know? Yeah. Um, that That's what makes us who who we are from, from day to day. Yes. You know? Um, but this this beer right here, man, it, it reminds me of Guinness. Okay. Like, it's like if you were to take these labels off, you know, mm. and hand it to me, I swear it's a fucking Guinness. <laughs> okay. I fuck with Guinness, you know, from time to time. Since it has a good source of iron, you know, I would I would drink Guinness or red stripe religiously, like every Sunday. You know, I might have to get back into that mode and replace those Guinnesses with this one right here. Okay, shit. All right, so you can see that one becoming, uh, you know, uh, put that right in the rotation right along with the uh, the Golden Monkey monkey from Victor. Yeah, man. This this will become a household item. Dope, dope. Hey, we finding out things. Dope. Nah, you know, it's good. It's good shit, man. I like nice. it. I like it. Nice. But let's not stop right there. We still have one more beer to get to from the Terrapin Bear Company. The Terrapin Beer Company. Terrapin. It is what it, oh yeah, it's the wake and bake coffee oatmeal imperial stout. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm not a big coffee. I like oatmeal, I'm not a big coffee fan. Um, but right. it, but it's yeah, it's gonna be a little heavier. It's an English oatmeal stout. This one's this one's the like you know how you said earlier, yo, sometimes you pull up to the gym and you take on you take on the big dude and you see how much you can control and and you know how you can manipulate or work around them. Well, this is the big dude right here. This is the nine point four. Yeah, nine point four. Yeah. So um, you'll feel this one. Um, it's brewed in Georgia. Another one that's brewed out of Georgia. So I think we did two Florida, two Georgia on this one. Okay. So so it's definitely a down south affair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> south. These are all southeast regional. Let me let me crack this bad boy open. Do that. Wow, it's not bad. It has a little, 
It has a little hint. It tastes like Irish cream a little. Okay. Um, taste the coffee too. It comes through, huh? Yeah, it does. It does. It, it's like first you taste the sweetness, then you taste the bitterness. Ah, okay. It's, it's smooth, man. It's smooth. It's smooth. I I could see myself, you know, getting a few of these and not knocking them down on a Sunday morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey, oatmeal, you get, your, you get your coffee, you get your oatmeal on the glass. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> the only downside would be, though, starting this early with this, uh, with that 9.4. Well, it could be pros yeah. and cons. It's like the pro is that you probably won't need any more. You know what I'm saying? You could put one of these down early, like, you know, on some old brunch shit, and you'll be good. Yeah. You'll be good for the rest of the day. Moderation, like you said. Yeah. yeah. You never know. You might have to knock knock down another yeah, they, one for the homies. Yeah. That's the other side. That's the con is that they might go down. They're smooth, like you said. It might go down so smooth and easy that you're not realizing how much, you know what I'm saying, how how much it is that you're really enduring. Like, you know, you can only take on so many dudes at the gym, you know what I'm saying, that it's like. <laughs> Speak, speaking of, you know, for the MMA community, I'd like to give a shout out. Oh, do that. Yes. To my little brother Mike Lilly, he won second round, knocked his opponent to the next fucking dimension. <laughs> and this beer right here is dedicated to that nigga right there for an excellent performance. Yes, Mike Lilly, for sure, for sure. You know? Got to represent, man. Got to represent. That kid puts in a lot of work, man, and I'm proud of him. You know, proud of that. No nigga. doubt, no doubt. Who do you know? Who he was facing? He fought some. He fought some cat from Sunrise. His last name was St. Louis. Okay. And you know, apparently the odds were against my brother. Okay. You know, since quarantine started, this little nigga's been training like a madman. He he even went out, turned my mom's garage into his own fucking personal. Wow. Gym. Dedication. Yeah. So, I mean, Dedication. Yeah, man. You know, I see, you know, I just want to see him get to where he wants to go, man. You know, he's helped a lot of people get to where they needed to go. Now it's time for him, you know, to focus on his shit 100% and just, you know, take the world by the balls, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. When I was, when he was young, I used to call him Mad Monkey. Okay. Because he would spaz, he'd spaz the fuck out on you. You know, like, I'd catch him playing video games and I'll, I'll roll up on him. I'll be like, hey, I found out a new code for the game and cut it off and run. And he'd catch me and, <laughs> you know, catch me with a fucking kick to the back or something, you know, for such a, for, for a kid at such a young age, he, you know, he wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Humble. Humble beginnings, yo. That's how it all started. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, grow, growing up, you know, I'm I'm the second oldest out of five boys. Okay. And there was never a dull moment, man. Like, me and APOC growing up, every Saturday night, WWF, man. Ah. You know, we'd, we'd wait for my parents to go to sleep, turn the TV up, turn the living room into a wrestling arena. <laughs> Saturday night main event, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, and as the years went by, my mom had more kids. So, you know, 
the three younger brothers, we, you know, there was, like I said, there was never a dull moment, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just for shits and giggles, we'd go out in the backyard, you know, put on gloves and just, you know, learn off our own instinct how to fight, you know? Okay. And shit, I, I remember, I remember the, the day I gave both of my two little brothers boxing gloves, instantly, they did not hesitate. They put them on and they beat the shit out of each other in front of me. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> they looked at me and they were like, what year is it? This is like 2005. They're like, we're going to be pro MMA fighters. Wow. And that they did. That they did. You know? That's something else. Like, typically you you have to, you know, some kids, I imagine you, there has to be like a level of convincing. Like, they'll sit there and they'll just, they'll be excited over the fact that they have these gloves on, but they don't understand. They're far from being pugilist. You know, it's like, you gave the, you you gave your younger brothers these gloves and they were like, all right, let's just go. Like we're gonna go at each other. I was in I, I wasn't in shock. I was like, holy shit, you know, they're really tearing into each other, you know. <laughs> but you know, they've all to this day, you know, they're inseparable. They're like fucking right here and can. There you go. You know, and they got they got they have such a deep bond. I'm I'm waiting for my other brother to get back in the ring. You know, he's taking some time off. You know, yeah. he's on. Um, we're all five years apart. You know? Okay. And, you know, Michael, the one that just won, he's 30. And Henry, I believe he's 35. Mm. And he's, he's still got some years left. You know, he, um, last fight with a championship fight and lost by decision. Wow. You know, but he fought hard for like five years straight. So he's taking a little break. Okay. He'll be back. He'll, he'll be back in the cage, you know, but, Enough for the MMA shit. Word. You know, this beer, man. Okay. It's got me. It's got me buzzing. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a. I don't drink all the time, but when I do drink, I fucking drink. Yeah. You know? Man on a mission. Man. man on a mission. Yes, sir. You know it. Ew, dope. All right. Well, I don't wanna bring I don't wanna bring this to an end. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have some work to do. You got the four beers to sample. You can you can sip a lot, sip on them throughout the duration of the episode. But in order for us to get into this next segment, which is the beat segment, um, I'm gonna need you to run down just a real quick one through four, like the one that you like the most to the one that you like the least of the four you just sampled. All right. The one that I like the most. I like the wake and bake. I like the terrapin wake and bake. Okay. I like that one the most. Okay. Second is the mango kush wheat ale. Okay. That's number two. Okay. But if the I'm sure if the terrapin was, was replaced to something else, the mango kush would be number one. <laughs> got you, got you. Now number three. Is the G13 IPA okay from Sweetwater? And last but not least is the Mala Yerba. I'm not. I'm not giving it a low four. I'm giving it a high four. Okay, four and a quarter. <laughs> you know? There you go. There you go. Just there, but you know, I'm just going. I'm. I'm just going from what I feel is the best to the least. Got you. Got you. And that's that makes it complete. That's what I'm talking about. Four stages completed. I'm talking about Gamma went through each one of these paces. 
tried the beers, gave us his thoughts on the beers. He shared a lot of his beer memories with us. We talked MMA. We got a little bit of everything inside this segment, more than more than usual, but it's all good. This is how we roll. It's a podcast. We got Gamma with us. Gamma, you ready to get into this beat segment? Before the beat segment, I have one beer story. I must oh, fire it away. And this involves APOC as well. Okay. <laughs> this was on my 14th birthday. <laughs> this is going to be good. And we used to, you know, there's always the older cat around the corner, you know, that puts you on, turns you to a motherfucking G. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Kenny from around the fucking corner. <laughs> that night on my 14th birthday, we drank a 24-pack of Heineken. Woo! And after the 24-pack of Heineken, we got into vodka and orange juice. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, I, w- I woke up with a slight hangover. <laughs> you know, but I remember, you know, we were riding bikes home that night. And I was riding perfect. And I turn around and I see APOC and my boy Donald on their bikes fucking falling over. <laughs> they were fucking falling over. They must have fell over like four or five times. We're riding to the basketball park. And I, you know, like I said, you know, I was drunk as fuck, man. I managed to play a whole game of basketball, dunked on motherfuckers, you know, just <laughs> had a good time, you know. And, you know, 20, 24 beers and some Heinekens, you know, I mean, and, uh, and vodka and orange juice, you know. Some people would have fucking, you know, passed out, threw up, but I took it like a fucking G, man. The next morning I woke up, I smelled breakfast. I wake up, I go to the kitchen. My dad looks at me, he's like, what's on your back? I guess a nickel bag of weed rolled out of my pocket when I was sleeping and was stuck in my back. <laughs> <laughs> he took the, you know, snatched the bag of weed that was stuck on my back. He was like, you must be hungry, huh, boy? <laughs> take, your ass, take your ass back to your room. Oh, <laughs> that was the punishment. No breakfast for you. Yeah. No breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You know, t- tough love, man. Tough wow. Love. <laughs> that was the le- that was the lesson learned. You know, that was the lesson learned. Hell, gamma. Now let's get. Yes, sir. This, this segment will have not. I'm glad you stopped me, bro, because this segment will have not been complete unless I heard that story, bro. <laughs> I hope I hope Apoc hears this. Oh, he gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, shouts to Apoc for real. <laughs> My brother. You know. Yes. Sir. Now let's get into the beats, man. Let's get into. Let's the do beats. that. Bruce Beats needs the podcast. Y'all hold tight. We'll be right back. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we are back. We are back again. We've reached the third segment. This is the beat segment. Um, this is where we discuss my guests' musical taste. What uh, we, we talked a little bit about what inspired my guests as far as his production. Um, mentioned quickly, some of briefly, some of the names of um, uh, MCs that he he appreciates. We we touched a little bit on Griselda. Um, we're gonna pick up right there where we left off. So. Yeah, Gamma, what are you listening to nowadays? Well, I've been listening to a lot of Griselda lately, man, like for like the past year and a half, man. And, you know, it's like, I can't say it's fucking amazing what they're doing, Mm. you know? Mm. 
And, you know, just the sound, the vibes, you know, you know, it's fucking street, you know, yeah. me being a kid that came home every day to play basketball on the streets, you know, and see all sorts of crazy shit growing up in the 305, you know, we ain't from Buffalo, New, from New, we ain't from Buffalo, New York, but I can relate to what they're talking yeah. about, you know, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether it's drug fantasies, you know, doing drive-bys and shit, you know, that's what we were influenced as kids, you know, even the movies we watched, you know, like Man's to Society, Juice, you know, that's things, yeah. of, things of that caliber, you know, just raw, rugged shit as it is, yeah. you know? Um, no candy coating things, you know. I think, you know, people should be aware, you know, of that. Yeah. You know, like I look at the youth and the way music has changed and grown for them. You know, I'll always be a firm believer, you know, of the the vibes that I put out. You know, um, other than listening to Griselda. Also, you know, I listen to a lot of members that I'm affiliated with, you know, um, Lone Ninja. Um, let me see. Well, Son, Son of Saturn. Mm. Matter of fact, this week, I just dropped, you know, I did five beats for Akashic Ancestors. The album just dropped, you know, this oh, dope. week. Dope. You know? And, you know, maybe sometime over the weekend, send me your email and I'll send you a copy of that album. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Akashic Ancestors comprises of Morbski and Son of Saturn. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but I've been doing collabs with them since like 2009. You know, um, Son of Saturn and APOC, they have like fucking two albums together. You know, um, you know, we have a really good back and forth relationship. You know, you know, he'll hit me up out of the blue, you know. You know, I I got a verse, you know, maybe you can spit a 16, you know. I mean, it's it's a good, good, good working combination. Okay. You know, um, are you, you familiar with Lone Ninja? Nah, I, I'm, a, I'm familiar with Son of Saturn, but not Lone Ninja. I haven't come across any of his stuff. Well, look him up, man. Me and him have some history, man. Okay. Um, we got a, We dropped the album in 2010 with me on the beats and him on the vocals. It's called Burn Sector. Okay. You know, um, he's dropped, you know, quite a few albums within this past decade or so. Nice. You know, um, now we're going to be working on Burn Sector 2. You know, I'm dishing beats out to him, letting him select the beats he wants until, you know, we get enough beats you know, to say, yeah, this is done. You know, that's how many tracks it needs, you know. Let's get the shit done. So um like I said, I'm just trying to I'm I'm just trying to stay busy, you know. Um I'm blessed to be amongst these groups of people. You know, we push each other. Sometimes there's rivalry, mm. you know, and they'll come to me to consolidate things, you know, it's like babysitting. Gotcha. But you know, what group of people don't, you know, have disagreements? Some of the greatest, some of the greatest have, you know, dealt, go through that. Yeah, man. I've been helping out, you know, my whole camp, man. Atma, I just laced him up with like 12 beats for a whole fucking album. Like I said, the, the next album my brother comes is coming out with, 
It's going to be a collaboration with ESF and Audio Crack Recordings. You know, Stranger Danger and his whole crew so, and whatnot. And I mean, that's it. It was, it was like it was like predestined. Yeah. You know. Um, first the first first time I heard Stranger Danger, my brother gave me a copy of the God Complex album. And I was just blown away, man. Like, wow, I've been out of the loop, <laughs> you know, like just making beats, you know, lock, you know, not really conversing with anyone, you know, just making my fucking beats, just making beats, making beats. You know, there, there are times where I don't even, I don't even think about the rapping and shit, you know, it's just beats, you know, beats, 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 you know. And I got a lot, I got beats on my mind, man. I got, I, I got this beat in my head, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Got to get that shit out. Yep. You know. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope, man. And I, what I can say, you know, about you know anyone that wants to get into it, in my opinion, you know, when I first started making beats, I would have friends of mine. You know, I thought we were cool. You know, I'm the one. You know, I'm making the beats. You're the fucking rapper. You know, play your fucking part. Um, don't go, you know, I mean, yeah, it's cool, you know, get the shit, but, you know, don't try to use me as a crutch. Learn your own shit. Gotcha. You know, don't call, don't call me every five minutes. How do I, how do I put the samples in the drum machine? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like that defeats the purpose of making a purchase and learning. Yeah. Something. You know, don't, don't, um, I gotta say, don't, don't limit yourself, you know, unlimit yourself. Gotcha. So to say. Like, you know, I've, I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all, you know. Um, I'll get people that hit me up out of nowhere. They'll talk to me for like a day or two and then just expect free beats. Like, <laughs> you know, I've heard your rhymes, you know, and I, I don't think it's going to work well. You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. How can I say, you know, not, not everyone's meant for that beer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's not the taste for everybody. You know? Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, coming up, you know, in the Miami scene, I can recall as far back as in 1999, me, APOC, Dead Room Professor, um, Mr. Frozen, and my homeboy, Matthew, a.k.a. Zebulon. You know, we'd do a lot of shows on South Beach, wherever, you know, wherever we could, you know, we'd open up for people. We even had a manager. <laughs> and it, it got to a point, you know, where she wasn't trying to manage. No, Well, she was managing, she was just not you know, directed into the music path no more. She wanted us to fly out to California to see if we could get roles in the Ali movie and shit, you know, like just mm. shit. You know, we're like, you know, we're not trying to be fucking actors. We're trying to be, you know, rappers and producers. Yeah. And as years went by, you know, we drifted apart. And I noticed I would see her doing commercials and then she's doing, you know, she's getting roles on TV shows. And then last year, she, you know, you seen that movie, Ma? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I heard of it, but I haven't seen it with, um, with um, homegirls from uh, Hidden Figures. And uh... well, let me tell you how much of a small world that is. That lady used to be our fucking manager. You know what I'm saying? The main you know? character, really? Yeah, 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 man. Is it, wasn't it, is it like you know Olivia saying, something? Like... What was her? It's uh... I forgot her last name, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, she used to manage. She, she used to find us, she used to find us, you know, the fucking spots to perform at and shit, you know, um, all sorts of crazy shit, I bro. Octavia Spencer, man. really? 
That's wild. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, she was in The know, Help, too. That was the yeah. other one. I think that was the first time I seen her in the movie yeah. was The Help. Wow. Yeah. It's a, you know, like I said, you know, people enter your lives for a reason. You but, know? Me, I'm not I'm not an actor type of person. Got you, got you, know? you. I never had no, you know, like, you know, she was, she would always try to get us roles and shit like that, you know, try to, you know, but, you know, I just wasn't with that, you know, that's not. It seemed like that was her dream. It seemed like that was her thing. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. she did it, man. You wow. Know? She did wow. it. Damn. And you met her down here in South Florida? Wow. Yeah. Any given day, me and my brother, you know, we used to go to the studio. We used to, you know, save up money, you know, to take our stuff, record it, you know, pay for the studio time, get it mapped, mm -hmm. you know. And our engineer at the time, his name's Carl Peterson. Okay. Much older dude, you know, we were probably like in our 20s at the time, and he was probably in his early early 60s and he he was Bob Marley's old bass guitar wow. player and I would see people come in there try to you know make him stop what he's doing so they could hear his, hear their beats and he'd stop what okay. he's doing. he would tell him if you beat shit get out wow. <laughs> so you know I, I had a friend that was just dying to meet him and he you know my friend would make beats you make beats, you get to a certain level, you know, like I said, don't limit yourself. Definitely. And you know, one day, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to introduce you to Mr. Carl Peterson, you know, and let him critique your beats. First beat he heard, he was like, he's like, you have no rhythm, why? <laughs> you know, you got no rhythm. <laughs> and then he put on one of my beats. He was like, you hear this? This is a blood clot beat, why? You hear this shit? fucking rhythm. I was like, whoa. You know, I was like, holy shit. I had no idea Carl felt that way about my perception. Yeah. You know? And, you know, as time went by, you know, I haven't talked to him in like over 15 years. Okay. You know, from what I heard, he retired and moved to the Bahamas. You know, so, you know, I've been trying to look him up just so I could tell him thank you, you know, for all the help, you know, and all the knowledge mm. I received on your end. Yeah. You know, so now he's probably in his 70s. Who knows? He's probably still jamming. Yeah, it's true. You know? All I can do is, you know, hope the best for him, man, because he's a real, real good dude, man. Real straight up forward dude. So, yeah, man. That's definitely like you said. You said, yo, you was going to continue to do this. You wasn't going to stop making beats no matter what the age was. So I could honestly, I could honestly say, yeah, at 70, he's probably still doing the damn thing, playing bass. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, he was, he was a very, very intelligent brother right. too, man. And whenever we were short on cash, we'd give him weed. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go, go back to the old factory barter system. He'd work out, he'd work out a payment plan with <laughs> There you go. There you go. What was this is so he was mixing for you guys. Well he had well, I want to say mix, he had the whole deal, you know, the big fucking million okay. dollar studio and shit. And you know, like I said, we met through a friend of ours whose father was a famous okay. reggae artist. And I even got a chance to make a song with him and his son. And, you know, are you familiar with reggae? Somewhat, somewhat. You ever heard of the legendary John Holt? No, I have not. This is a reggae artist before Paul okay. Marley's time. He's like one of the four founding fathers okay. of reggae. John Holt. Um, his name's John Holt. And one of my best friends, Matthew Holt, is his son. 
So, you know, I've always been around hip-hop, reggae culture. Yeah. And Matthew would always rap. And one day, you know, I went over, checked on, like, yo, I'm making beats. You know, come over. So we went from recording on the shittiest fucking equipment, you know, to one day Matt was like, you know, he asked his dad if we, you know, if we could link us up with Carl. And wow. it happened. You know, I'm very, very, very fortunate to have those people in my life at the time. All this True. Hurt. Same, same thing with APOC, man. Um, music kept us out of a lot of trouble, man. A lot. Since the beginning of time, you know, a lot of cats have said that, yo, this is, an, you know, if I didn't have this option, the other option would have been bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's good, bro. It's, it's, it always makes me feel good when I hear people talk about how a music, whether it's this art form or any other genre, if it's something that takes you out of a certain spot, at a certain situation and makes things better for you, then bro, you, you can't be mad at that, man. Right. You know, I, I do dabble around a little, you know, I'll make some, some beats that are out okay. of my element, you know, from time to time, but I don't do it all the time. I'll, I always stick to the, you know, the golden age. Got you. So to say. Got you. you know, there's no better feel when it comes to hip hop. Okay. Yeah, no, you for know? sure. I mean, I, I I'm like, biased. So I'm going to agree with you because that's exactly what I look for. Um, when I, whenever I'm listening to something nowadays, it's got to have that original, you know, sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, honestly, I, I like, this is just my opinion and my, mm -hmm. my train of thought. You know, you got the Kakashi 6ix9ines, you got the little gay babies and the wheezies and all that shit. I'd rather listen to someone that sounds from my era, mm. you know, just like, you know, that's just the essence of fucking hip hop to me, man. Like all that pop shit, you know, all that candy coated shit, you know, all that brainwash shit. That yeah. Got to go, man. Yeah. Especially now, nowadays, I mean, shit is getting crazy. You can't stop a motherfucker by having rainbow colored hair and rainbow colored teeth. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I think it's been taken to another level. Like it, to me, it seems like, it's pretty evident, and I, I don't think a lot of people catch on to it. You know, and I'm talking about when I say a lot of people, I'm talking about people who are are more of more leaning towards like what the radio plays, the mainstream. But it's obvious to me that if you have to focus on your, you know, what you look like as a gimmick, then you're covering up the fact that you don't really, you don't, you're not good at your at your craft. You're not good at your art form. If, if your shit is dope, your shit is dope. It speaks for itself. That's true. Yeah. That's true, man. So you're into reggae. So uh, did you catch the um the Beanie Man and uh, Bounty Killer battle? Okay, that's not cool catch it, man. I heard it was. I heard it was one of the best live battles. Well, well the yet. fact that they did it where they were both in the same space, that right there, that yes. that was a that was the twist that, that I didn't see coming. That brings that brings back the classic dance hall. The clashes, yeah, the sound clashes for sure. They didn't do it. In different areas, yeah. they did it face to face, yeah. which 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 makes you know. I, I mean, honestly, that's as real as any battle can get when you're face to sure. face. About a month ago, I did my first beat battle online mm. and I lost. But you know, like I said, it was spur of the moment thing. I got a lot more to go, and I will keep you posted on them. I'll send you, you know, I'll give you the heads up or whatnot, you know. And this has been. This is going on with the hip hop prodigies collective. Um, they have, they, they, you know, they always got challenges, you know, 
those cats are pretty cool, man. You know, B. Grimes, he's one of the administrators, and he's actually from Tampa, Florida. Okay, shots you know? Tampa. When I found out, yeah, when I when I found out where he was from, I was blown. I was like, whoa! I'm like, you're from Florida too, bro. I'm like, you definitely got to connect at some point, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, looking forward to listening. Product. I mean, when I came across the hip hop prodigies, and I was like, yo, producers, you know, MCs, I was like, yeah, I gotta. I'm looking forward to listening to what's coming out of that, you know, out of that collective, because that's that it's it's a good thing to know that there's still these type of units where you know you're taking the, the elements and everybody involved and 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 making a, a effort. Yeah, you know, it's it's all love too. You know, um, cer certain collectives I've been a part of, and it's just full of negativity mm -hmm. and ego, man. Yeah, let's let let's let that negativity and ego go. You can do so much more with your craft, so much more with your art, so much more with your yeah. abilities. True. Dope, dope. Yo, Gamma, man, you gave us a lot to think about. Um, there's only one thing left to do, and that's nothing else but eats. So, Bruce Beast and Easter's podcast, stick around. Me and Gamma, we're going to get into this food. Bruce Beast and Easter podcast, and we have reached, we have made it, we've trekked, we've made a journey. We, you know, we got on this massive journey. Uh, we got to know Lord Gamma right off the rip, up front. Then he sampled four beers. He gave us your thought. He gave us his thoughts on the four beers. Even ranked them for us. Then we talked even more beats. We talked about music. We talked about a little bit of reggae, early influences, uh, people he's encountered through his career in, in, in production. And now we find ourselves at a place where we take the time and we discuss one of the most pivotal moments in everybody's life. And, you know, the daily, daily operation, at least three times a day. You know, if you're really if you're really kicking ass in the gym, you might want to up that to maybe five to six times a day. You get down and you eat something. So, Lord Gamma, I know you said at one point you was weighing about 250. You you came yeah, down, um, and, and I applaud that. That's great. I'm, mean, you know, it's great for someone to put their mind to something and make it happen, um, despite of you know being used to doing something a certain way for so long, and you know making a, a transition, a change, you know, switching directions, and and you know, and actually getting results. So so that takes a lot off the back. And applause for that. Yeah. Thank you, um, but but with all that said, I mean, you know, this is the part where, where my listeners they look forward to hearing about all the delicious, delectable, you know, cuisine that uh, that my guest has encountered. So let's say you had twenty four hours, what would be your like ideal day? Where, like, what would you eat at each meal for these like twenty four hours? Calories don't count. What's something that you would look forward to from like start to finish? Well. When it comes to breakfast, you know, it varies, man. It could be anything from waffles, toast, biscuits and gravy, mm. omelets, bacon. Gotcha. Your essential breakfast. Um, some throughout the week, some days I'm on the go. So I won't, you know, directly, you know, eat what I just talked about. You know, I'll, you know, run off to like, Publix or something, you know, get something gotcha. reasonable, you know, I'll get some, 
I'll get some croissants, you know, order some cheese or some turkey from the deli and okay. some breakfast okay. on the fly, you know. Um, now lunch, man. Woo. Certain certain okay. things appeal okay. to me, you know. Um, you know, whether it's Chinese food, Mexican food, you know, um, at least once a week, I'll go to Chipotle's and get a big ass fucking burrito, All right. man. Your Chipotle fan. It's the spot, you know. So you, you 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 either like it or you don't. I've never had it. I've never had an issue with their food. You know, I go there, I know what I want, and that shit is fire. Let's see, um, Panda Express. I will fuck that shit up <laughs> in a heartbeat. Let's see. Now, I did mention yeah. Mexican. There's this one joint in Plantation. I forgot the freaking name. Zona, Zona Fresca. They also have one up in Coral gotcha. Springs, too. I've been eating there, you know, for about, shit, about probably like five, six okay. years or so. Hands down, you know, their prices aren't outrageous. You know, they have a pretty damn good menu. And, you know, if you ever go there, I think you will not be dissatisfied you will be pleased with the food you will okay get. i've I seen like i've food. seen a couple of different zona frescas i've never been to one i have been to lime is if have you been to lime before yeah i've been to lime lime's a little bit i would say okay. a little more ritzier you know you know i mean it's more for like i would say for I like college kids and shit you get to go to lima you know not only do they have you know mexican food you know but they got beers you know, they got, you know, they got, a, you know, they got bars and shit, you know, I mean. Okay. It feels to a lot more. But, you know, you know Zona, Zona Fresca, you know, it's a little, you know, a little bit, a little bit toned down from that. You okay. Know, the food is good, you know. True. Let me see what else. A lot of, um, a lot of my favorite restaurants are no mm. longer exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So if they do happen to open up. I will let you okay. go and we will go there. Dope, dope. <laughs> that, going back to, to Panda Express, Panda like to me, Panda Express, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's weird. I have like this this relationship with it, and I don't do it often, but it doesn't have the traditional Chinese food taste that might turn some people right. away from it. But but you right. I have an appreciation for it. Like where most people would be like, yo, what are you talking about? Panda Express is all I'm like, I don't know. There's something about it that I'll get down with it. But I know I, I can see why most people don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. I only eat I only eat two dishes off of their menu. And that's the Beijing okay. beef and their, mm. and their honey seared chicken. Everything else everything yeah. else I've tried, I'm like, eh. You go, you go with noodles or you go with rice you with know, that? Some days I'll switch it up. But primarily rice, rice and got you, um, you got know, you. broccoli. Lots yes, of veggies. definitely. Lots of veggies. Definitely for the fibers, the proteins, and all that other stuff. Besides your regular proteins, it's a good supplement too. You know, other than the eating out situations, my wife can okay. cook her ass off, man. She's um, ah, my wife's Italian, and you know, just about every meal, you know, is basically Italian. You know, chicken parmesan. Um, mm. fried eggplant, you mm. know the works. Um, baked ziti. There's nothing. There's there's no meal that my wife cannot cook, man. She every time she throws. Oh, it, my litmus test. Every time I go to a, an Italian restaurant that I've never been to before, or what what I usually order to determine whether the place is worth its salt, 
you know, no pun intended, um, is the eggplant Parmesan. If they could do the eggplant Parmesan the right way, then I feel safe ordering other things there. Some places I've had the, you know, the, the eggplant Parmesan is yep. soggy. That's, yes. <laughs> I don't like I don't, nah, I don't like there's no need for that especially you know? if you're telling me that you're slicing it thin and you're breading if you're breading eggplant and layering it with sauce and it's like there's why is why are we yeah why are we sitting in a soup why is this happening <laughs> i agree i agree you know I agree. <laughs> does your wife um does your wife make tiramisu she has okay. she has before she has it's been a okay. while do you, do you cook tiramisu at all or is that something up your alley or yeah, man, I like I I do like tiramisu actually. You know, it's it's been a while. It's been a while since I've had it. You know, but I'm sure I could mention it to her this weekend. She'll probably yeah. make it. Have you, been out, have you been out to any um uh restaurants or anything since they uh started the phase one? Actually, the other day, okay, with the pollo tropical, and I was actually able to sit down and eat my fucking meal in peace in the, in the yeah. AC and then get back to work. You know? How was that experience like? Like, I know, you know, now they got it where it's like it only fills up 25% capacity. Everybody's at a distance. Like, how was that for you? It was weird, man. It was, and you know, it's like, you know, no one's used to this shit. You know, we're all in, we're all in this together, man. And we all can just hope that it all goes yeah. back to normal for the best. Um, I've been, you know, I've been keeping my hands clean, you know, wearing my mask whenever I go out, you know, whenever I go run errands. Got to play it That's safe, it. you know. So... Mostly Chinese, some Mexican. The wife cooks Italian, so you're pretty much international with it. That, that's cool. Yeah, man. Um, I also do. I also do quite a bit of oh, barbecuing, okay. man. Okay. You know, once all, once all, once all this crazy shit blows over, man. Maybe oh shit, that's together, not maybe. That's, that's 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 a no, that's a shit. definite. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely come through with a couple other beers we could try yeah. out. Yeah, man. Definitely. Dope. definitely. I throw down nice. on the grill, my friend. Nice. Down. What's the protein of choice? What's the one you like to to, to grill? Chicken. Oh shit! All of them. Okay. Rascal, whatever, whatever, whatever you can nice. barbecue, I will barbecue. <laughs> Fish, you know, whatever, whatever. So you uh you you prefer something with a dry rub, or you prefer something with uh with a sauce on it? It depends, you know, like certain steaks. You know, mm -hmm. you can only cook for so long. You know, primarily, you know, if it's like, you know, ribeye, stuff like that, I'll put some dry rub on it. Sometimes I'll even experiment, you know, I'll make okay. a concoction with Heineken, garlic, onions, you know, let it, let it marinate. Nice. Throw that bad boy on the grill. Nice. Chicken as well. Um, everyone, everyone has their own technique to grilling, man. You True. Know, I learned from my father, watching him grill and him, you know, assisting. There you go. Taking, taking <laughs> from his when he's not looking. Like, yeah. you so you yeah you observed and you absorb man just like we discussed earlier your son observes absorbs and and then you know surprises you with what he's able to put together and uh and you were sitting there doing that with pops and you picked up some tricks and now you're applying it and, and you you're improving on a design that was already there with your grilling techniques and i'm looking forward to that we got to get together and do that sometime so we can sample this hopefully when we get into like phase three and they start loosening up the restrictions and yeah man i look forward to doing something like that for sure sometimes i'll go to okay. ty park and i'll throw down there yeah. as well you familiar with yep park? and uh I'll park sheridan yes sir yeah that's a nice nice little rick you know mm. recreational sure. park. yeah definitely 
as soon as things get back to normal and we can get something in full swing, bro, that'd be dope to get a couple people together. Um, hit up the TY Park, enjoy the, you know the fresh air. Hopefully, and you know, you know, what I'm saying at at a time frame where the weather allows it, and it ain't too crazy out there. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to eating this this, this good barbecue. The technique that Lord Gamma applies to the barbecue and the beets. Sir. Excellent, yo, Lord Gamma, man, um, bro, we yo, you you came through. You made the time. We sit down. We talk, man. We got to know what foods you look for, the places you like to eat at, uh, what calls your attention, and, and most of all, you know what I'm saying. You, you got you got the missus at home, and and she doesn't mind throwing down in the kitchen and providing in that sense too. That's excellent, um, Italian. Yeah, I mean, it made my mouth water. I'm thinking, you know, tiramisu. I got to find myself at a spot sometime. <laughs> Get some tiramisu ice cream. That's the bomb. It's good, man. I, I notice sometimes Publix make makes their own version. Okay. And again, you know, you look if you look hard enough, you will find it. Dope. You know, um, even if you have to go to like an ice cream parlor like Jackson's, they 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 have tiramisu flavored ice cream all fucking day. Nice, yeah. nice. I'm gonna put that on the list for sure. Bruce Beast and Eats. We just talk eats. Got, hit them one more time with the uh, where they can find the music, where they can find you. All right. You can find all of my albums at www.bandcamp.com backslash Lord Gamma. And on Instagram, you can look me up, you know, follow me, and I'll follow you back. And that's Lord Gamma Zeno, L-O-R-D-G-A-M-M-A-Z-E-N-O. And you can find me on Facebook. Jimmy Lee, Lily Jr., Lord Gamma. Bomb. My peoples, you tuned in. You got to know Lord Gamma. You heard the stories. We talk beer. We talk beats. And we talk food. As always. And you got that, yes, you got the refreshing sound, the audible. <laughs> Still sipping, man. Still sipping. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So, you know, y'all know what it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Lord Gamma, for taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. I appreciate y'all so much. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. And when you tell them, <laughs> tell them it's on all streaming platforms. Tell them wherever they listen to podcasts, that's where it's at. And not only that, that's where they can find it, but once they get there, make sure they rate, comment, and subscribe. Tell them to go check out Lord Gamma's music. Follow, listen, tune in, all that good stuff. You can keep up with me at Bruce Beats, the letter N, Eats on IG. And um, yeah, man, I'd love to hear suggestions as far as places where to eat at, um, beers to drink, music to listen to. Hit me up, DM me, let me know what's up. Like always, my people, thank you for tuning in. Y'all be safe. Lord Gamma, thank you again. We gotta do, we gotta do uh, we definitely gotta get together and do this in a in a in a less virtual means and actually real life sit down and chop it up, drinks, drink some brews and eat. Yeah, some man. Food. Definitely. So that, that was that was the grand plan until quarantine occurred. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know? Yo, but we will not be defeated. Why? Because it's Lord Gamma. Old head Ed, this is Bruce B. Sinise. Peace. Peace.